In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of Thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love Thee and worthily magnify Thy holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
The Lord be with you. And with our spirit. Let us pray. Stir up thy power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let thy bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Reading from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins, they shall raise up the former devastations, they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations." For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, and their offspring, that they are people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. The word of the Lord.
A reading from Thessalonians. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophesying, but test everything. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The word of the Lord. be with you and with thy spirit the holy gospel of our lord and savior jesus christ according to saint john glory be to thee o lord there was a man sent from god whose name was john he came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him he was not the light but came to bear witness to the light And this is a testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed. He did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. They said to him then, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know, even he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. This took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. Back when I was a little kid, there was not nearly as much to watch on the television as there is now. There were not the hundreds of different programming specializing in everything. When I was a kid, you could not go crab fishing in Alaska. You could not drive a big rig across the ice or through the Indian mountains. You could not jaunt through the Amazon in search of the world's deadliest snakes or largest fish. Nor could you explore the minutia of science or look into the reality of everybody else's world. Nor could you do this any time, day or night. So on Saturday mornings as a little boy, I would get up early, have cereal, and have as my one option Warner Brothers. Sit down in the den on the floor and hang out for a while with Bugs Bunny and company. And then we would get a special treat if it were raining and cold and nasty outside. We get to watch war movies and westerns. I came to know and to love John Wayne through the TV on Saturday mornings. The Green Berets, Hondo, The Quiet Man, my favorite. And every Saturday morning, John Wayne was shooting up something or somebody. And it was exciting. And I remember to this day a scene from one of his lesser known movies. In fact, so much lesser known that I couldn't find it upon several searches. But I remember the movie did have John Wayne starring as some sort of western cowboy. And he had run into a nun who had been robbed. The nun was trying to get money to some town out west to build an orphanage. Now what I remember about the movie was the fact that after she was robbed, she didn't get bitter and angry and cursed. In the midst of being out in the middle of the desert, out in the middle of nowhere, having nothing and having lost everything, she stopped John Wayne, made him stop from his attempts to be heroic and chivalrous so she could go to her knees and give thanks to her God. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. I remember even as a little boy feeling awkward. I remember there being something almost ridiculous about this scene. There John Wayne was, ready to go shoot him up. This nun stops, goes into prayer. It was out of place. It was a miss. The nun loses everything. Instead of letting John Wayne do what he does best, stops him. She rejoices. Give thanks to God. Now, in a very strange and awkward turn of events, I would remember that movie later in my life. Life is very often strange and awkward, isn't it? Several years ago, when I was first priested, I watched the same scene play out as an adult. But it wasn't with Bugs Bunny on the carpet in the den on Saturday morning. It was not in the safety and comfort of my house, even. I was visiting a dear friend who was days away from dying of cancer. And again, I was the one who felt awkward and ridiculous. My friend John, who lie dying, 
was participating in the same behavior as a nun. As his mortal life was drawing to an untimely end, he was constant in his stopping to rejoice, constant in his prayer, constant in his praise of God's holy name, constant in his thanksgivings to God for all God had blessed him with. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. There I was, young priest, trying as hard as I could to be chivalrous in my priestly way, trying to do my duty to say the prescribed prayers, to do the prescribed things, to do my job as best I could. But he kept interrupting me in my prescribed prayers and rituals, and not letting me do my job because of his praise and his thanksgiving of his God, because of his rejoicing. Or at least that's how it felt. Truth be told, I was scared to death. John was a young man, cut down in the prime of his life. And for the first time in my own life, sitting there with John, I came to the realization that I was not immortal. On some deep and primal level, guttural level, I understood for the first time my days too were numbered. For the first time in my life, I truly got it truly understood that that could just as easily been me in that bed dying, breathing my last. Scared me. It was only by sheer will, work ethic, and of course God's grace that I could go into John's house and spend time with him. Being with John reminded me just how fragile and uncertain life is. And it scared me to no end. And yet here this man was, day after day, rejoicing, praying without ceasing, giving thanks to God in all things, counting his blessings, doing all this prayer and thanksgiving and rejoicing from his deathbed as a young man. Now perhaps we've all had experiences similar to this. Someone who has been dealt a horrid blow but yet rejoices and gives thanks to God. Someone who has been treated unfairly, but yet who is joyous. Someone who, by human logic and reason, has every right to be bitter, to be angry, but yet they rejoice in the midst of death and despair, in the midst of trial and tribulation, in the midst of calamity. They rejoice. We sit off to the side and wonder how in the world are they able to do it. From my experience with John... The dying man, my dying friend, I learned a lot about myself, but I also learned a lot about rejoicing. We learned what that was in seminary. There's a theological definition for it, but learned something else about it. It has nothing to do with comparing yourself to the faith or fortune of others. Rejoicing has nothing to do with winning or losing. Rejoicing has nothing to do with dying or living. It has nothing to do with what is fair and what is not fair. Rejoicing is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a charism. It is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that St. Paul commends. And this morning he reminds the church in Thessaloniki to rejoice, to live in the Spirit of God. Now to put this as simply as possible, to rejoice is to be joy-filled. Joy. And joy is happiness. And happiness, as understood by Paul, as understood by philosophers, 
Happiness is the point of life, the purpose of life. As we understand, as we Christians understand, the point and purpose of life is full and perfect union with God through Jesus Christ. Holiness, sanctification, deification. To be happy is to be united to God. Joy then comes about by finding God, and rejoicing comes about by enjoying or attaining God once we find Him. In that way then, to find God is happiness. To enjoy the presence of God in your life is to rejoice. And that, my brothers and sisters, does not depend on anything or anyone. That is something that can never be taken away or robbed from you, from us. God is joy, God is happiness, and not even death can strip man of that joy. Joy cannot be faked with any degree of authenticity. In situations where our souls are tried, God is either your highest end, your happiness and greatest joy, or he is not. For John, God was his highest end. God was his happiness. Nothing could stop John from rejoicing. John lived in the Spirit of God and died in the Spirit of God. Today, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ... Today is Rose Sunday, commonly called Rose Sunday. It's Gaudet Sunday. The third candle, the rose candle on the Advent writ is, is lit. I'm wearing rose or pink vestments. It's Gaudet Sunday. Rejoice. Gaudet is Latin for rejoice. Today we are told to rejoice. We're halfway through Advent, more than halfway, and we're reminded today that it is but a short time until we celebrate God with us, Emmanuel. It is but a very few days until joy comes into this world. We are told rejoice, rejoice always, be happy, joy-filled. Joy, the attainment of God, reveling in and enjoying God, the highest form of life it is. That is what it means to have life and to have it fully. If we have joy, it cannot be taken from us. Hardship and trial and tribulation cannot strip it away. Death cannot rob us of joy if our joy be true, if our joy be in God. So as we wait in expectation for Christmas, as we look for God to come among us, for Jesus Christ to come again at the end of days, remember joy, happiness. Let us seek God then. Let us revel in God's presence and in his person in our lives. If we have God, then nothing can keep us from rejoicing. Nothing can rob us from happiness. So let us pray, my brothers and my sisters, that we may share in the joy of God. That we may know a joy that nothing in this mortal world can take from us. That we may rejoice in all things and in all places and in all times. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, for all the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the county of Jones, for the city of Laurel, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widows and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Karen Woodruff, Bonnie Adams, Ike Armour, 
Connie Baxter, Janet Bills, Janelle Bond, Lisa Bouchelon, Beth Boykin, Cesar Centino, Luca Seraldo, Brenda Day, Edward Dougherty, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Garner, Carol Henley, Bill Hersom, Leroy Jensen, Alex Karras, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Mary Lou Lott, Ivy Mashburn, Mitch Malden, Randy Matters, Della McAllister, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Jim Nigbor, Sherry Parrish, Jenny Lou Kwong, Ashley Rogers, Reverend Nate Rouge, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Rustansel, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Kitty Wagaspack, Shirley Waldrop, and Maria Webb. For all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name, let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Ethan Albritton, Emma Kate Fluker, Booty Holofield, Eva Kiraposka, Earl Schneider, Sidney Schwartzfeger, Troy Scott, and Claudia Vial. And for those celebrating anniversaries, especially Father Jeff and Catherine Rich, let us pray to the Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Heather Brown, Catherine Bush Davis, LeClaire Davis, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Amanda Kennedy, Jennifer Malone, Lynn Welliver, and Casey Gibbs Whitson. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially Cliff Yarbrough, Helen Grove, Cindy Tress, and David Glazer, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, Michael Buthler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jarmilo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Carrie Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, Wyatt Welch, and Joshua Yarbrough. Let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves in one another and all our life to Christ our God. 
O Christ our God, who wilt come to judge the world in the manhood which thou hast assumed, we pray thee to sanctify us wholly, that in the day of thy coming we may be raised up to live and reign with thee forever. Amen. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty God, We draw closer and closer to Christmas with every passing day. Uh, a, a few things to be aware of. Um, EYC meets tonight at 6, as does uh, the four years group holiday party at the house of John Jeffrey. So that's a reminder to you all for that. Uh, tomorrow, we have our annual ladies holiday fete. Uh, that will start here in the church with the Holy Eucharist celebrated at 11 o'clock. Uh, then at 12, we will, or at 12, the, the, the 
next part of that begins with the fifth and sixth grade choir from St. John's Day School uh, singing Christmas carols to all the ladies. Then we will take lunch uh, and there'll be live entertainment, holiday entertainment during that. It's a really neat day. So if you're a lady of the parish or interested in going, I, I commend that to you for tomorrow. Uh, we're also uh, in need of pledge cards. I don't think we've yet gotten 40 out of the 93 that pledged last year, 93 cards we had last year. So it's uh, getting to be that time. Our annual meeting is the second week in January. And if we have any hope of formulating a budget uh, to present or to, to uh, show the church at the annual meeting, we need to you know, get on that. So if you intend to pledge this year and have not done so, there are blank cards on the back table. You may do so through our email or website. There's an electronic form that you may uh, turn in, which is confidential as well. Only the bookkeeper uh, will see that as well. Uh, I think that's all that is pressing. Don't, don't forget the greeting of the church. Uh, it was December 21st at 5. That's always a wonderful time with, uh, we'll sing carols and things like, oh yes, uh, we'll sing carols and, and things like that and uh, green the church. So we, we go all out here. So I'd uh, take part in that. It's a lot of fun. Finally, we, we had one more, uh, we have one more family on the family connections tree that, that uh, showed up. So uh, if you are interested or, or looking um, for, for, for devotion or act of charity for your advent, well, we do have one family that is, that is, uh, appeared. So, uh, know that. And yes. Oh. Okay. Oh, did you have something? No. Okay. Okay. Um, so everyone welcome. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
Please stand. All things come of Thee, O Lord, and of Thine own have we given Thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for His many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the gift of joy and true happiness that is found in union with God. We ask God's grace and God's mercy that we may more perfectly find that happiness and increase in joy more and more as the days draw near to Christmas. We offer special intentions this day for all those who are affected in this area by cold weather, remembering especially the homeless and the elderly, the children. We also hold before you, O oh Father, those who are preparing to celebrate the feast of the incarnation of your Son, especially those who live in areas where it is against the law or the celebration of their faith may cost in their lives. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen.
God, our Heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming.
sanctify you with the light of his blessing and set you free from all sin. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await, make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer and his second advent be rewarded with unending life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.